welcome to another episode of Talking to Myself. I'm your host, Jake Letizia, and this is the podcast where I look into a camera and I talk to myself. How's it going? How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're enjoying this uh, this pretty uh, mediocre day. Mediocre is not bad. Mediocre means the weather is not too cold. It's not too warm. It, it means it's in the middle, bro. And sometimes a middle weather day is a nice day. I like a day that can't decide whether it needs to uh, uh, fuck you with heat or fuck you with cold. I like that. I like when uh, if God exists, he goes, hey, I don't really know if I want you to be in a freezer freezing to death or so hot you want to kill yourself. Let's just let him, everyone feel meh. I kind of like that. I kind of like a meh kind of a weather day. It's better than this freezing cold we've been experiencing. This 10 degrees of fuck you, no snow will ever happen again. It's been a while. It's been a minute. I haven't done the pod in in, in three or four weeks. I apologize. Uh... I saw some snow in between this pod and last pod, and it was beautiful to see. And the only reason why I saw it is because I live in an untenable lifestyle. <laughs> I live a tenuous lifestyle that, that, that cannot maintain, and that's the only way I got to see snow, and that's not okay, bro. If the only way you can see snow is, is because you're depleting your bank account in such a way that you're afraid you might be homeless soon, if that's the only way to see snow, that's fucked up, bro. That should be the main push for climate change is climate change is causing you to have to almost kill yourself with alcohol to be able to be up at four in the morning to see snowfall. That's not good. We need to fix the climate so people can fix their lives, bro. Because I ain't changing, dude. If the climate stays the way it is where I need to be closing down a bar to catch a glimpse of a couple flurries, then I'm closing down that bar, dude. I ain't changing my lifestyle and missing the last flurry of snow in existence. I ain't doing it. (laughs) If the last flurry is on the line, you better believe I'm playing pool till six in the morning, okay? Because I'm catching it, bro. I'm winning a couple pool games. I'm getting drunk as fuck. And I'm catching that last flurry touch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch the last snowflake on my tongue if it means uh, liver failure, bro. That's what I'm doing, dude. I ain't missing that snow. Anyway, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired, man. I'm exhausted. I don't know how y'all feel. How you guys feel. I start saying y'all more now that I've been doing the... The more I've done stand-up, the more I've said y'all. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's it, it makes me uh, feel like uh, I'm, I'm lumping everyone into one human being that I'm talking to in the moment. I don't know. I don't know why y'all has become part of my vernacular. I'm not from the South. I mean, I got a couple of friends who moved here from the South. Maybe that's it. Maybe my friend from North Carolina who doesn't say y'all at all somehow... The, 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 the spirit of her elders is rubbed off on me, even though her elders are Italian. So what the fuck am I talking about? Where is this y'all coming from, bro? My most southern friend doesn't even say it. What the fuck is going on with me? Why am I saying a colloquialism that I never grew up with? What's going on, man? Maybe it's my other friend from the south. He does say y'all. Yeah, it's probably from him. I probably heard him say y'all a couple times. I was like, damn, that's charming as shit. And then my body just, my my mouth unconsciously was like, now you're going to say it, dude. Now you're going to try and be charming. 
But instead, people are going to see an Italian man say y'all and go, hey, this is uncomfortable, and I can't put my finger down on why. <laughs> yeah, I've been exhausted, bro. I've been very socially exhausted. I'm around a lot of people all the time. And uh, it's uh, it's I like it and it's fun, but lately it's become a drain on my on my soul. It's become a drain on my brain and my soul and my heart. I don't know. Lately, I've been I I, I just uh, there's been a buildup, bro. There's been a buildup of like I'm sick of being around motherfuckers that don't give a fuck about me. You know what I'm saying? I'm sick of people who like. Act as though they care about you so deeply. And then when it, and then at the end of all of it, the bottom line, you're like, no, you actually don't, you don't give a fuck about me, bro. You don't give a shit. This is kind of a performative exercise in, in you caring. (laughs) You ever have that? You ever have somebody in your life who every time they, 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 they care so deeply for you or talk about how they care about you and shit. You you're like listening to it and you're like, I think this is for you. I think I think you are talking about how deeply you care. Because because it makes you feel like you care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I've had a few friends like that in my life. And it's always a bizarre experience. It's always a bizarre thing to witness is somebody is somebody talk about someone else for themselves it's very strange or do something for someone else for themselves it's weird as fuck i've talked about on the podcast a bunch of times but like i had a friend she would do stuff for other people's birthdays so that people would do stuff for hers and, and 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 I've also had friends who like they do stuff for other people just to say that they that they were able to do it or something just just to like prove to themselves that they can do something like that. It's I don't understand it. I don't get it. For me, when when it's somebody's birthday, I do nice things for them because I would like to see them smile. <laughs> for me, a true friend, a person you truly care about, is somebody who, when you when they're happy, you get happy. I had a friend recently who she was so fucking happy, and it made me feel better than I felt in a long fucking time. And to me, that's a friend. And to me, that's friendship or, or love. It's friendship or love. It's, it's, it's all of the makings of a, of a deep, intimate connection with the person, whether it be romantic or friendship, a deep, intimate connection with the person for me comes from caring about somebody in a genuine way and caring about them in a way where it's unconscious, unconscious, where like it's it's unconscious. I don't, I don't know how to speak, bro. Maybe it's better that I take four weeks off the podcast. I don't even know how to fucking speak English, dude. <laughs> I don't even know how to speak coherently. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to make this point that probably is bullshit, and I can't even say English correctly to f- trick everyone into believing I'm saying something that might make sense. <laughs> but what I was saying is, it's 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 you you care about someone so much that like there's little moments that make you go, oh that yeah, I must really like this person, and it's shit like that. Someone being so happy that you're just happy. You're excited. You're excited by their excitement. You know? 
Because then you're doing something for somebody else. Do you know what I'm saying? Because then it's, it's even still selfish. I don't know. People try and be like, everyone does something selfishly. You even do something good for somebody else because it makes you feel good. But it's like, why does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel good because of something about yourself? When, when, when my friend smiles and is ecstatically happy, I'm fucking psyched and happy. And I don't even need to do anything besides witness it. And that feels great. And I could say, oh, well, that's se- I'm selfishly doing it because I want to see her happy. Sure. But that's better than I'm going to make this plan for my friend so that I could be like, yo, dude, pfft, you thought that plan was pretty cool, huh? <laughs> like, that's not that's not doing something for somebody. That's doing something for you, dude. I don't know, but I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. But it's okay. It's okay. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good right now. My voice is a little out of sorts. Uh, I'm excited to be going. I'm going away this weekend. I'm going to fucking Wilmington, North Carolina to do some shows with my man Ralph Barbosa. Uh, and fucking Julia Desmond and fucking Fernando Ruiz. Four of the funniest, best fucking people I know. So I'm excited to do that. I'm feeling good about that. It'll be, ni- it'll be nice to... Be somewhere else. <laughs> I love the city, man. I love the city. There's no other place I would like to live. But I grew up in a town with trees. <laughs> I grew up in a town with some farmland, which is surprising because you don't think Westchester is going to have a horse farm in it, but it does. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not even the city. Maybe it's the fact that I'm just like, around a lot of people and it will it's it's going to be nice to have a good excuse a great reason to be somewhere else away from people it's always a double-edged sword when when you you're socializing a lot because there's so many fucking people i love to be around there's so many people i want to see there's people i miss when they leave you know but you gotta leave. <laughs> I think it's healthy to leave. Because even the people you love wear on you. You know? And you should get away from them. <laughs> you should get away from them. Even the people who are closest to you, they, they, you know, you gotta give each other space. You gotta figure out life. You gotta have other experiences. Two of, two of my friends just went on vacation for a bit and I missed the shit out of them. They went away for a couple weeks. I missed the fuck out of them. They came back. I was psyched to see them. But at the same time, I was like, good for you guys. <laughs> Get the fuck away, bro. Get out of here. If I had more money, I would vacation more. But whatever. I'm going to use this comedy as a vacation. Because comedy is the thing I like doing. <laughs> My friend asked me that too. He's like, do you ever get exhausted with comedy? I'm like, not the comedy part. The comedy part's sick. It's with anything though. It's not, it's not a comedy specific thing. It's fucking, it's fu- any, any sort of job, any sort of work, any sort of a thing where you got to be around people all the time. It, it drains you. It does. Even if you like that shit and I'm, I'm a fucking introverted extrovert. So like I can be extroverted. I like it. It's fun, but I also want to be sitting in a room playing dead space. I want to be in a room alone. I do. And I think I've just not been getting enough room alone time to offset the fun being around people all the time. 
Introverted extrovert. That's a fancy way of saying a dude who would like to go alone to a bar. <laughs> An introverted extrovert, a.k.a. a bar regular. A dude who's like, hey, I don't need, like, I kind of would rather... I want to go out drinking tonight, but kind of just do my own thing. That's an introverted extrovert. I don't mind talking to people, but I hope there's an activity involved so I don't have to talk too directly. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I still love so many people. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's healthy. It's healthy to love someone very dearly and be like, I need to get away from them, though. You know? Anybody in a long-term relationship can tell you that shit. You love the fuck out of somebody. You chose to be with them your whole life. You need to leave the house and get away from them. You know? Good friend. Everyone. Everybody you're close to, you need to get away from. And that's better. And then you see them again, and it's nice to see them, and it's fun. Because you got a little time away, dude. You get to appreciate what you what you got. Sometimes when something's right in front of you all the time, you don't really appreciate it fully. Um, yeah. Anyway, dating. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, oh, this is something I've been wanting to talk about. So, what was it, last weekend? Recently, I, I, I went out dancing with a lady. Uh, we were dancing the night away. We were dancing till like three in the morning. No, we were dancing till we closed the bar dancing, which I don't usually do. I don't usually, I'm not a big dancer, but I was just having a nice time. A, a, a beautiful woman who I'm having a nice time with, I'll dance with them. Also, fuck, it doesn't even need to, it, friends of mine. It, you, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter men or women, to be honest with you. If friends of mine are having a good time and dancing, I'll fucking dance, bro. It's funny, I've looped around on dancing. I loved dancing as a kid because it didn't matter what I looked like or how I was perceived. I remember at my, my, my cousin's Sweet 16 when I was like nine or eight, I danced her whole fucking party and I danced like a dumbass. Like I danced poorly, but I was a child. So any way I danced was good. You know what I'm saying? Any way I danced that day, that night was funny and interesting and cool to the adults. So <clears throat> they made me kind of believe that I was a sick dancer at nine. It wasn't true. I was just moving my legs a lot. I was just moving schizophrenically on the dance floor. I was just moving like a deranged person. Fast, quick, you know, like a person who's terrible at sex. It was a lot of movement that led to nothing. <laughs> That's how I was dancing as a nine-year-old. Like, like an adult man who's terrible at sex. <laughs> Which might be a good, uh, a good uh, comparison. Because uh, like I said, like as I got older, I still danced like that. And it became less impressive as I was older. And, and less like laughing because it's cute and fun. And more like laughing or cringing at me because I'm bad at dancing. But now I've looped around where I became embarrassed by it. Didn't want to do it. Then I then 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 it was like if I had a girlfriend who really wanted to dance, I would dance alone with her. But then I realized whenever I danced alone with a girlfriend, she always had fun. So I was like, what the fuck am I like? Who cares what I look like? Who cares what's going on? And now when groups of friends dance or like sometimes I just dance 
Because now it's like, if it gets a laugh, cool. Because I'm not trying to dance sexy. I'm not trying to look cool as shit when I dance. So if it gets a laugh, fuck it. I'll just lean into the laugh and I'll dance like a silly fucking idiot. Anyway, I was dancing with this lady. And uh, it was going well. It was a nice time. She's very fun. I was having a, a fun time. And uh, at a certain point, we're like flirting and we're like hugging and we're like rubbing up on each other. And at a certain point, like she pulls me in and we and we like hug and, and her 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 uh, like lips are next to my ear. And she's like she whispers in my ear. She goes, oh, my God, this is the most fun I've ever had. That's what she said. She said right up in my ear. This is like the most fun I've ever had. And I, as a deranged person, instead of just taking that as what it was, a beautiful, fun woman telling me, this is the, 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 the fun I'm having with you, the time I'm having with you right now is, is the most fun I've ever had. Instead of me hearing that and being like, wow, that's such a nice thing. I'm, that's so nice that she said that. I feel flattered. I'm having a nice time as well. Instead of me taking that as the as the genuine, kind, beautiful compliment it was, instead of doing that, I looked at her and in my head I went, "This is the most fun you've ever had." <laughs> this is the this isn't that fun. I'm not. This is. I mean, this is fun, but like, what the fuck is your life, bro? Like, that's where my brain went. What do you, what do you, this is the most fun you've ever had? That's embarrassing. Honestly, that's embarrassing if that's true. Now, I have the wherewithal to not say this to the person. If I did, I would try to make it funny at least. But like, I, I did it. It was, the, it was, the thing about it was, I, I, the thought wasn't funny to me. The thought was so sincere that I was like, I'm not even going to say this as a joke to her because I kind of believe it. <laughs> I kind of really, really viscerally believe in this moment that that's crazy that this is the most fun you've ever had. I don't even think you mean that. I think you blurted that out. I don't know if you're trying to like flirt with me with that. I don't know what's going on, bro. But I don't. am I being tricked right now? Like That's where my brain went. I can't just take a beautiful compliment. I got to fucking finagle it in my brain to the point where I'm like, nah, you're actually tricking me somehow. <laughs> you're actually trying to be like, you're trying to say fuck you to me. I think a little bit by saying such a ridiculous thing. I mean, and to be honest, I am upset at myself for not just taking it as a compliment, but also if I'm being true, truly true to myself, it's ridiculous that she said that. <laughs> that was a ridiculous thing to say, bro. That was not the most fun she's ever had. I don't believe that. I'm not that fun, bro. I'm not that fun. Listen, man, I'll admit I'm fun, but I ain't that fun, okay? I'm not the most fun time of your life. And if I am, bro, you got to fix your life. <laughs> you got to change shit up, bro. If you, if I'm the most, if that was the most fun time of your life, you got to pick different dudes to hang out with. That's what you got to do. Your romantic partners have been chosen poorly if that's the most fun you've had in your life. All I did was dance and be nice and cute with you. That's the most fun you've ever had? You better start going back to the drawing board for dudes you pick. <laughs> or get a bouncer. Get somebody to walk around with you. And if, if, if a dude walks over, 
and starts flirting with you and you start going his way, but the bouncer, the fucking quality control, get a quality control motherfucker to walk around with you. And if the quality control guy's like, this dude is not up to snuff, he'll bounce him out or she'll bounce him out. We need that. Everybody needs a quality control person for their dating life. They do, bro. Because what happens is we all pick wrong. We do. We all pick wrong. It happens so often. And the person picking doesn't know. I've picked wrong. I've never known. Women I've known have picked wrong. They never know. No one ever knows. I've witnessed it recently. People pick wrong, dude. They pick the wrong person. And then it doesn't work out. And then they go back to their friend who always knew. And the, and and then they're like, this is what happens. You like a guy or a girl or a, whoever the fuck. You like a human, okay? You like a lady and you start being like, yo, I think she's so great. I think she's sick. And then your friend goes, oh, yeah, no, she seems cool. Nah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, isn't she cool? She did this, she did that, she's like this, she's like that. Well, this thing's kind of weird, but this thing's kind of weird. But overall, she's cool, right? You like her, right? You think she's sick, right? You think that, right? Right? Count the rights. If your friend says right 10 times in describing a person he's interested in, that means he's, he's he doesn't like her. <laughs> that means he or she is like, nah, actually the person I'm interested in, I know they suck and I'm looking for someone to quality control this shit. I'm looking for somebody to be like, yeah, nah, dude, this ain't it. So he says, right, right, right. And then you go, yeah, nah, she seems cool. Which is you, which is code for, I think this isn't going to end well, and that's okay, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs> this is not going to go smoothly, and I'll see you in a couple weeks, and then I'll be like, yeah, I know, man. And then what, what happens is it doesn't go smoothly, it goes poorly, and in a couple weeks, your friend comes back to you and goes, that person fucking sucked. And you go, no, yeah, I know, bro, but how, how was I going to tell that to you? How was I going to convey that to you? Because also people aren't honest and people are love struck and people are infatuated. You meet a person, you like them a lot. You're so fucking invested. You're so interested because of like, like bullshit in your mind. You know, you think they're cute. You, there's something that mad. There's something fucking beautiful by the way they speak to you. There's something immediately like intriguing. There's a pull that you can't deny, but every other particular specific thing about them all leads to the other, to a rational person who doesn't have that pull that hex on them. They're like, no, I see the bullshit. Cause that's the thing is a lot of people have a pull and the pull is overwhelming, but their life is undeniably bad. <laughs> their their life and who they are to, to their core is undeniably dog shit, but they got that pull and that pull is strong, but that pull wears off. And I'm saying there needs to be a quality control person to go, hey, you got the pull right now. You're in someone's tractor beam, but I'm not in it. So I can objectively see the fucking weak points in the, in the hull of this ship. And this motherfucker is going to sink tomorrow. <laughs> so we got to get you the fuck out of here. If you want to save three weeks of your life and probably a, a thousand bucks, we got to pull you out. We got to fucking get you on an escape pod pronto, bro. I'm mixing so many different kinds of things. <laughs> I'm talking about shit. What kind of ship am I talking about? A spaceship? Probably. I got Dead Space on the brain. Been playing that remake. It's fucking incredible. 
But yeah, we need a quality control motherfucker who will make sure that we don't keep making those mistakes. Also, your quality control guy can be around when somebody's chill. Your quality control guy can take notes when you go, this is like the most fun I've ever had. He can write down in his notepad. All right, well, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> this is the most fun she's ever had. Well, I know I know ways that I know like much funner things than this. I'll schedule those for her with a guy who's cool. <laughs> and once again, all of this, is is to say I'm a dumb fuck because I should I I should just accept the fact that somebody had such a fun time with me you know, or that someone was just having such a fun time, and that's the thing before where I was talking about it's like that's the opposite brain right, the opposite brain the the person who I was talking about before who does things for themselves they hear somebody say this is the most fun of my life and you're like yeah yeah it is, <laughs> they go the opposite route yeah it is. And in my brain, I go, no, there's no way. I don't know. It's just kind of a bizarro. It's just, a, I don't know. I go back and forth on it. I want to accept it. I want to I want to take it at face value. But also, it is a bizarro thing to say. Like, nobody I love or am close to would say something like that. I don't think they would. Or maybe I would like it if they said it. <laughs> maybe it's person specific. Maybe there's just something about this person I don't trust. Because now I'm thinking about other people in my life where if they were like, this is the most fun I've ever had. I would be like. That's tight. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, that's sick. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm going to believe this because I like you a lot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just I didn't like the person that much. <laughs> Maybe what I'm realizing is uh, the person was just kind of a mid-human to me. <laughs> What a mean, that, that's a mean thing to say. Mid-human. You're mid as a human being. Nah, she was cool. She was cool. She's uh, She was fun. I'm being rude. I'm just saying silly things. Um. Oh shit, did timer just go off? No, 40 seconds. Um. Yeah. Uh. So that happened. <laughs> I want to talk about dentists now. Dentists, which seems like probably a weird transition, but I, I got I got so, I got something to say about dentists, bro. I love them. They're awesome. No, <laughs> I'm the only guy in the world. I love dentists so much. They're the best ever. Dentists get a bad rap. They fix your teeth, bro. What's better than that? Honestly, curing toothaches is pretty heroic. Toothaches are one of the worst aches. So you're kind of a G for correcting toothaches. But also, that's not what I want to talk about. Uh, I'm going I'm to take the second part, right? Oh, zero seconds. That's the timer. I'll see you guys in the next part. What's up? I'm back. I'm back to talk about dentistry. So I'm becoming a dentist. <laughs> hey, guys. So I'm becoming a dentist. I need you to join my practice. No, I'm kidding. Um, bro, I need, to get, speaking of fucking, I need to get my wisdom teeth out, bro. Two years ago, I got told I got to get my wisdom teeth out because my jaw was decaying. And now I always, 
I always touch this part of my face because I'm trying to see if it's decayed more. And honestly, I cannot tell. I feel like my thumb sits perfectly in the divot the same way it did before. But I don't know, man. I haven't gotten an x-ray in a while, bro. I, a part of me is like, I'm going to get an x-ray and the guy's going to be like, yeah, you don't have a jaw anymore. <laughs> I'm going to get an x-ray and the guy's going to be like, yeah, you basically don't have a skeleton, bro. If I poke you at the right angle, your face will shatter. I'm afraid he's going to say that. Your skull, your skull has gone from bone to milk, bro. It's squishy and you're fucked. <laughs> One wrong puncture wound and someone's going to be fucking breastfeeding their child with your chin. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, no, dentists. I was talking with a friend of mine. And, um, I don't know how it came up, but somehow we were talking about, uh, oh, that's what he was telling me. He was telling me about how his dentist was talking to him about something. Uh, and like, he couldn't respond. Like he was talking to the dentist and he couldn't respond because the dentist's hands were in his mouth and like, there was nothing he could do. So he just had to listen to the dentist go on and on and on about shit that he didn't want to hear about. And this is a common experience. I've had this experience. We've all had this experience at the dentist. Your dentist saying a bunch of bullshit uh, uh, that you can't respond to. And also, kind of sometimes he's asking you, he's kind of wanting you to respond even though even though you can't respond. He's like kind of, he or she is kind of like looking for you to be like, ah, 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 with the shit in your mouth. But anyway, it got me thinking, like, do you think anyone becomes a dentist just so they can talk to someone without interruption? <laughs> do you think there's any motherfucker who was talking to his friend and his friend just never fucking listens to him? And he was in the middle of telling a story and then his friend just would tune the fuck out. And he was like, this is the last time. <laughs> this is the last time this is ever going to happen to me. For I'm going to, well, I need to find a profession that will prevent this from ever happening again. Next thing you know, he's in dental school, just fucking getting revved up, becoming, becoming the perfect dental surgeon, knowing exactly what tooth is where, what ache is what, exactly how to, per he was perfecting his craft to such an intense degree, all, all from the impetus of this motherfucker Stop paying attention to my story. <laughs> Just deep down the motivation being, hey, once I become an expert at this, everyone's going to want to see me and they're all going to hear about my wife. <laughs> they're all going to hear about how my kid is annoying to me and they can't say if and or but about it, bro. They can't say shit. They just got to listen. It's a fucking force fed podcast with my hands in your mouth, bro. It's the fucking dental experience, bro. The D the DR experience, dude. The dental Rogan experience, bro. That doesn't make sense. There's got to be somebody who did that. Sorry, my hand. You ever picked a skin on your hand and then you're fucking bleeding a little bit? That's what I just did in my thumb. My thumb's bleeding a little bit. 
That's got it. That's got to be a thing. There's no way there isn't somebody who who picked dentistry so that he could just be like, yeah. So I was at the store the other day. <laughs> I know this is a boring story, but I couldn't find peaches. I just couldn't find peaches. Canned peaches is what I was looking for. I know you're probably thinking, why would I want to eat canned peaches? But I don't know. I kind of had a had a hankering for them anyway. So I was looking for them, and I went down this aisle, and this aisle always has the canned peaches in it, and it didn't have canned peaches. So then I was like, where are the canned peaches? <laughs> and you're lying there like God fucking kill me Someone fucking kill me <laughs> Got a fucking wiring in your jaw <laughs> He's sucking and scratching your teeth You're getting the chills You're like I hate this feeling And also well, I don't care about canned peaches bro Shut the fuck up But you can't say shit and he controls when you can say shit. That's the thing. The dentist decides when the conversation is over. It's not just that he gets to uh, not be interrupted. He gets to fully control the start and the end of the bullshit he's saying. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. I don't blame somebody for that being their reason. Honestly, I like that being the reason more than uh, you make a lot of money at it. You know, because at least you're passionate about something. <laughs> you're passionate about your conversations and being heard, bro. You just want to be heard, and I can identify with that. I can identify with someone becoming a dentist just to be heard, okay? All I want to do is be heard. I'm talking to a microphone right now. <laughs> all I want is like one to two people to hear me and go, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> Isn't that what we all want? Is one to two people to be like, yeah, man, I get you. I understand you. Damn, max five. I think the max is five. All I want in life is for five people to genuinely understand me. Honestly, I might already be there. Five people genuinely understand me and I genuinely understand them. Uh, maybe I'm not at five. Maybe I'm less than that. I might be a five. Damn, that's a true friend. A true friend is somebody who you could just stand next to and 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 you nothing nothing matters, bro. Nothing matters. Maybe you know. And that's a true dentist, bro. Is a dentist who's got their hands in their mouth and he doesn't feel the need to talk to you. <laughs> Your presence is enough for him, you know, or her. Your presence is enough for her. She doesn't care. She just cleans your teeth and looks into your eyes and you share a beautiful connection. And that's a true friend. I hope, I hope, if the, I hope that's, I hope I, you not, I hope that's what happened. This dude, his friend interrupted him. He became a dentist. Then his friend, he was like, I'll give you free fucking dental dentistry. I'll give you free dental visits. If you, if you come and see me and he's like, fuck it. I'm going to do th free, free pro bono, bro. Are you out of your mind? Of course I'll do that. And then he said, listen, motherfucker, you're trapped. I'm going to finish every goddamn story that you fucking tuned out of, you dumb bitch. You dumb fuck. Every story that you fucking looked at your phone during, guess what? Your phone's in the fucking trash right now, and your jaw is wide the fuck open, and you're looking right at me, dude. So you better listen to how my mom bought the brought, bought a bad present for me for Christmas, you bitch. You dumb fuck. You silly, stupid fuck. <laughs> but yeah, man. Good friend. 
Good friend, you don't need a... Yeah. I've realized that with my, my very good friends recently. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the reasoning for it is. I don't know if it's because of getting older or if it's because of just like no, 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 knowing friends for so many years. I guess that would also be part of getting older is knowing people for years. But uh, there's people who I see who I am just so comfortable the moment I see them. And I don't think it is knowing people for years because there's some people who I don't, haven't known for years uh, and, and I feel that way about them. Honestly, all the friends that I'm meeting, not meeting, all the friends I'm going to be with this weekend are all people who, who, some of them I just, one of them I just met, one of them I've known for a couple years now, one of them I've, I guess I've known for about a year or so now, but I I've, I haven't seen him nearly as much as I've seen the other two. But all three of these people are people who I feel no pressure around. I, I don't feel like I got to be anything. I don't feel like I got to say anything. I don't feel like I got to do anything. We do do things. We talk about things. We joke about things very naturally. We fucking get along and... I don't know. I guess I'm just the more I become aware of that, the more debilitating it becomes to be around other people who aren't like that. And maybe not debilitating. That's being aggressive. That's being hyperbolic. Uh, but after all, what? That's the point of a podcast <laughs> to be hyperbolic and overdramatic. But it's it makes it tougher. And it makes you more wary of being around people who don't make you feel at ease. Being around people who make you feel pressure. Who make you feel uncomfortable. Who make you feel like, hey man, why are you angling towards something? Why are you being devious? Why are you, why are you, looking, why are you looking at me like you're trying to find a buried treasure? Why are you looking at me like there might be something to dig out of my chest for you to feast on? You know? I don't have a trinket for you, bro. Whatever you think you're going to get from me, you ain't, bro. Get the fuck away from me. Either talk to me normal or walk away. I don't know. My whole life, I've always been very... Um... I've always been very aware of when somebody treats me equally the moment they meet me. And it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> it doesn't happen a lot. A lot of people meet you with pretense. A lot of people meet you and they contextualize it immediately. A lot of people don't shake your hand and go, hey, it's nice to meet you. My name is this. And they give you your name. Or they give you their name. <laughs> you say, my name is this. And they repeat the, your name back to you like a crazy person. <laughs> no, you exchange names. You shake hands. And then you go, hey, what's up? And you start talking. You know? Even people I haven't, I don't like. I try and, I try and have a conversation with them. And sometimes you don't jive with people, and that's fine. Sometimes you just don't connect with people. Sometimes you don't link up. Sometimes you're not compatible as friends. 
Sometimes that happens. But you can still be friendly. You can still be nice. You know? You don't have to ask them to hang out at everything that you're going to. But, like, when you see them say hello... I don't know. I don't know. I try not to take things personally, though. Maybe maybe that's the thing, too, is that people just take a lot of shit personal. Sometimes I think that's healthy to take things personally because sometimes things are personal. But I don't know. I I, I, I rarely take things personally. Because most times it's not. I would say 98% of the time, the thing that you think is a personal slight towards you is not at all. It has nothing to do with you. I've had direct examples of me thinking people were slighting me and then realizing like a month later, no, that's not true at all. I perceived that because I didn't know them that well. I wasn't talking to them. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. People aren't thinking about you. They're thinking about other shit, especially if somebody doesn't know you. Why would they know you? You know what I'm saying? If people don't know you, why the fuck would they know you? People think they get left out of shit. And you're not left out. Every time I've ever left somebody out of something, it was accidental. Or, or, <laughs> or it was, it was intentional, but it wasn't intentional. It's not malicious. Sometimes you're left out of something and it's not malicious. It's just like, you, you, I want to hang out with these four people. <laughs> you know? Do you know what I'm saying? When you have a girlfriend or a boy, when you are dating a person, you leave the whole world out to just be with them. You know? Does that mean my best friends, I don't like them anymore? No. Sometimes you just want to be with certain people. That's okay. People take offense. I don't take offense to that. If some motherfucker told me, uh, hey, I'm throwing. I'm having a little get together, and and even if I was in the circle and he invited the three people next to me, I, and I wanted to go, I'd be like, oh, can I go? And if he was like, ah, no, nah, man, it's actually just a, it's like my very close friends. I would look at the guy, and if I wasn't close friends with them, I'd be like, that makes sense. We're not that close, <laughs> and that's okay. You don't have to be. You can't be close to everybody. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? To me, a friend, and we're, I guess we're going back to the beginning, but like a friend is, a close friend is, is, is impossible. It's hard. It barely exists. I have maybe four or five of them. I have maybe four or five close friends who, who are close, who are people who I fucking, and you got, and that, 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 that takes a year, man. That takes either a year or such a profound connection, you don't even understand it. You can become a close friend in a month, but it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be a, a divine connection. And that happens sometimes, but then also it's got to be battle tested, bro. It's got to be, you got to take it through its paces. You can become very close friends with somebody very quickly. But then, you know, as time goes on, you, how long does the thing last? You've, I've been in love with people who, who, who we break up in three months, you know? Sometimes you you fall in heavy with somebody and it doesn't last. Sometimes you don't fall in heavy with somebody at all and then you become very close with them. You gotta give shit time. 
People don't give shit time. They want to rush into fucking lifelong friendship into uh, after three times of knowing somebody. I hung out with somebody last night or two nights ago who I've known for months. We've never really hung out one-on-one. We hung out one-on-one the other night. I felt very close to her. I love her. I think she's great. But I, I, I the moment I met her, I wasn't like, let's fight. Let's hang out. Let's do something. Let's get I don't know. There's nothing wrong with building towards something. I think building towards something is is nice and good. And it should and it should be done. That's what should be done. A, a relationship, a friendship should be built, bro. Like a fucking house. It'd be it'd be nice to have your bedroom made first, okay? But you need a fucking foundation first, bro, or else it's going to collapse. The most boring shit of a house is made first so it doesn't collapse on itself. That's most of life. The most boring shit needs to be established first for you to have something that looks cool as shit. If you want a house that everyone wants to visit, you need to fucking make sure there's steel on the walls. Let me look at some of this. Oh, I could just say this. Oh, I guess the okay. Okay, this is what I want to say this real quick. Okay. This is this is just this is just the best idea I've ever had in my life. No no big no big deal. This is the best idea I've ever had in my life. No big deal. No big deal. Like let's not let's not like get too crazy. Let's not get too crazy about it, but this is the best idea I've ever had in my entire life. Uh all right. Here, I'm going to pitch it to you right now, okay? And this this is, this is should exist. It's going to exist. It might make me a millionaire. Who knows? But this is, this is, this is it, okay? Donald J. Klump. What are we doing, huh? What are we doing right now? Donald J. Klump. Eddie Murphy, where you at, bro? Let's do this. <laughs> Donald J. Clump. It's Donald Trump, but he gets adopted by the clumps. And then he's part of the clumps. Eddie Murphy, what are we doing? And Eddie Murphy plays him in whiteface. <laughs> that part's optional. That part, that's up to him. That's up to the studio. That's up to him. I think people would think that's funny. But Donald J. Clump, bro. That's what we're doing. We're, let's do, what are we doing? Let's do this. I'll write this. I'll write a draft of the script. Let's do it, bro. I need to make fucking better connections in Hollywood so I can fucking make this happen. Donald J. Clump? Imagine releasing a movie called Donald J. Clump with Eddie Murphy playing all of the clumps. A clump sequel during the fucking 2024 election? Are you... You know how much money that would fucking make, bro? What are we doing, dude? What am I doing doing this podcast, bro? What am I doing in this fucking Astoria apartment, bro? Like, I gotta get the fuck out. I gotta fucking move to Hollywood, bro. I gotta get in the right rooms and pitch this shit, dude. Donald J. Clump. It's the best idea of all time. <laughs> I thought of that one night, and I just kept saying it to people, and it was very fun to watch people just kind of be annoyed at me as I was saying it. Because I just kept saying, yo, that's the best idea of all time. And they were like laughing, but they were also like, I don't get it. And I'm like, what don't you get, bro? Donald J. Clump. Do you remember the clumps? 
Do you remember the Nutty Professor, bro? The clumps, dude. What are we talking about? You don't know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, bro. The Nutty Professor. Were you a child once? How old are you right now? In your late 20s? You were a child once then. You know what the Nutty Professor is, okay? They had a couple of them. Eddie Murphy was crushing them, bro. Remember Dave Chappelle when he he gets heckled by Eddie Murphy? You remember this. The clumps, bro. Donald is adopted by them. What don't we get, bro? You might be thinking, that's ridiculous. Why would a man that old get adopted by this family? That, that's why it's funny, bro. They're all shitting on him for running for president. That would How would that not be hilarious? <laughs> it's funny because the idea is like almost nothing and the idea is so stupid, but I've gone full cir- circle where like, it was just it's just funny to say Donald J Clump, but now I've 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 joked about it so much as a good concept that I genuinely kind of believe it would be a good movie. I genuinely kind of believe that it should be made. I think it should be a movie in theaters, but you could just put it straight to Netflix. I don't know. They just made that movie You People. I you, they you tell me they can't do Donald J Clump? Come on, bro. It would bring it would bring Americans together. That movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I didn't step on a leaf the other day. I have uh, OCD. Uh, I don't know how bad it is. I don't think it's that bad. I don't know. I am able to d- defy it sometimes. And the other day, I had a moment where I defied it. Um. Like sometimes I'll just need to do something. I need to touch something. I'll need to ca- I'll need I'll need to do something f- like a certain amount of times. Uh, I'll need to step on a leaf. Uh, and a couple of times, like leaves will like fly away, and I chase after them and crunch them because if I don't crunch them, then then fucking the world will explode. No, then I like then like I don't know. I it's, it's, it's an indescribable feeling of doom, right? So the other day a leaf was blowing by, and I was like, don't. And it it blew away, and I was like, I need to crunch it. I need to crush it. I need to run after it. And I was like, no, don't do that. You don't need to do that. That's insane. It doesn't matter. I kept walking down the street, and the further away I got from it, the more I was like, I need to go back. I need to run back and stomp it. What if I don't stomp it? What if I don't crunch it? Then I'm in a different timeline. I'm a different... That's really how the OCD manifests for me. It's like, I'm I'm creating a parallel. Like, what if the universe where I crunch that leaf, what if that's a better universe? You know, it's like little decisions that I think somehow will make it so that I'm in the right timeline. (laughs) But I was like, no, that's dumb. That's ridiculous. This is all bullshit in your brain. And and, and the way I got out of it, the way I got out of it was I was like, I'm not going to let this leaf control me. (laughs) If I crunch this leaf, I'm letting a leaf control my life, bro. And I'm not going to let that happen, dude. Don't let a leaf control your life. Make your own decisions, dude. You got to make, you got to let you control your life, bro. You got to let your brain control your life. Not some fucking crunched up pile of shit that fell from a tree. You don't, you probably don't even think looks that cool. (laughs) Okay. A tree in the middle of Astoria. Let that, that, that leaf came off a tree in the middle of Astoria. Somehow came in front of my apartment. I don't need to crunch that. I don't even need to make contact with that, bro. I ain't going to let it control me, dude. It flew away because that was fate. That's what was meant to happen. And I didn't need to chase after it, bro. I needed to make a decision to not chase after it. 
The fact that I walked away from it was me taking control of my life, bro. It was me, it was me making sure that Leaf knew that I had the reins. <laughs> that I have my hands on the wheel, bro. I won't let that Leaf take control, bro. I won't let Jesus take that Leaf. <laughs> that was a Jesus take the wheel joke. It didn't really make any sense. But I won't let that Leaf take the wheel, bro. I'm in control of my life. Not this photosynthesized piece of wood. <laughs> piece of birch i keep wanting to say birch it doesn't make sense wood and birch don't make any sense leaves are not wood but they kind of are though a crunchy autumn leaf they're wooden right they're wooden leaves you know what i'm talking about that doesn't make sense but it does you know what i'm saying uh, uh, autumn leaves are wooden leaves they're brittle paper leaves i guess leaves are paper right damn sometimes you ever follow a thought and you're like man i'm dumb as fuck you ever do that? I do that a lot. I feel like this podcast is a lot of that. Is I follow, I like, I sometimes, I, th- I feel like I'm making so much sense. And then I'll say something like that where I'm like, leaves are paper, right? And I f- I'm like, damn, I'm dumb as fuck. I'm dumb as hell, dude. I'm dumb as shit. This woman told me that she was an educator. Uh, she judges the educators. Like her job is to assess educators and make sure they're good uh, in classrooms. They're good teachers. And I said, what grades do you do? I go, how old are you? She goes, 23. I go, what what grades do you do? She goes, K through 12. I go, oh, okay, well, that's good. Then you're not doing like high school then. That's fine. And and then and then she was like, I said, yeah, I am K through 12. And I was like, fuck, I'm dumb. <laughs> I, in my head, I was like K-12, K-12, like, you know, K through 12 years old. That's, <laughs> that's what I thought, K through 12 years old. That's what I thought. I guess, I don't know. If you're 23, can you really assess how good a teacher is? I was a teacher at 23, and I felt like I was bad at it. I did more teaching jobs when I was like 21 to 25, and I did and I did think, I treated, I treated the people I was teaching too much as an equal, where I was like saying, like I was cursing and shit. I was saying stuff in front of them where I was like, I probably shouldn't be saying this. But I was, I was in my early 20s. I was like, I, I, like, you know, when you're in your early 20s, you're so close to 18 that like it's all nebulous. You know what I'm saying? Also, you're so close to being in school when you're like, oh, I wish my teacher would talk to me. Like when I was 15, I was like, I wish my teacher would just talk to me like a person. And then so then when I was like 22 or 23 uh, teaching like 16 year olds, I was like talking to them like they were like a normal person. But then you realize like you're like, yeah, I, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Like, it makes sense for a young kid to be wanted to be treated like an older person, but it also makes sense for an older person to have the wherewithal to know, like, nah, treat the young kid like a young kid. He's a young kid. <laughs> treat young people like they're young, because they are. You know, it's always on the onus of the older person to know better. I don't know, maybe she's just more a smarter human being than I was at 23. But she didn't seem it. She seemed like an immature person. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe our education system is fucked. Uh, it certainly failed me. I just asked if uh, leaves were paper. <laughs> I just called photosynthesized leaves uh, wood uh, w- uh, and then asked if they were paper. So maybe our educators are uh, the the, ju- the judges of our educators should be a little bit older. Also, that's what's funny, too, is that like I'm sure all the I'm sure all people with that job are like 23 to 28 and uh when you're like a kid in that high school classroom, you see that 
23 year old and you're like damn they're 45 <laughs> it's crazy how old a 28 year old looks when you're 15 i remember this substitute teacher she was so beautiful and i and 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 cool and she i remember hearing that she was 28 and i was like damn she's she's lived a whole life she's a fucking she's ancient she's so old she's so far away from me and now I'm 29. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. Now I think back and I'm like, yeah, she was a little immature. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She was uh, she was chill. That was just a fun thing to say. Uh, anyway, that's it. The timer's out. The camera might, might be out in a second. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm going to try and be more consistent. But I'm glad to be here right now. I'm glad that you're listening. Uh, I love you guys. And hopefully, no, not hopefully, I will see you next week. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Jake, you're an idiot. Jake, you don't make any sense. Jake. of shit